Hey, it's Jen Mack, Lady of the Mind. Welcome to Life Mastery Decoded for Women and Women Entrepreneurs, where I help you decode the struggles in your life in the areas of health, wealth, and relationships with mind mastery and meditation tools and techniques so that you can live the life that you're proud of. Welcome to today's podcast. Hey ladies, it's Jen Mack. Welcome to today's podcast where I'm hoping to find you at peace and empowered. If you are not feeling at peace and empowered, then please let it be my intention that in today's podcast, you get one nugget of inspiration towards your transformation. Today, I want to talk about anxiety and depression. I told you a couple of podcasts ago, I think that I started a community that's called Chakras for beginners. And I started to talk about a little bit here and there, your different chakras, which there's seven that are located. Well, there's more, but there's seven main ones that are located in the body, starting at the base of the spine, running up the spine through the top of the head at the crown chakra. And we we talk about the energy of what they do and what they represent and different, uh, different responsibilities they have regarding the body and the glands and the organs and the musculature of the body. And so when you have things that are not feeling well physically, then typically that means that there is a chakra that's out of balance or could be blocked in some way. And in this group, we have been asking this, it's a very, very active community talking about meditation and healing and um, emotional balance and chakra information as well. But a lot of people are talking about overcoming or curing themselves from anxiety and depression. And I used to think a long time ago when my mom suffered from both anxiety and depression, my dad recently uh, confided in me about uh, suffering from depression for the last couple of years, actually last probably three years. And after my surgery, my hysterectomy uh, surgery, uh, also removal of the ovaries, uh, launched me into menopause. I kind of dove deep down into this depression and also started suffering from physical anxiety, like feeling the physical sensations of anxiety where I'm not usually like that. And usually I, I don't express depression. Um, so it was really interesting to go through this experience and then now to be in this logical state to then tap into the tools and the resources that I have come to adopt and, and have in my life and really come to love the empowerment that these tools give me and started to use them in my life. And then as I'm talking to these, these people in our group and feeling that there's a lot of people out there that are suffering from anxiety and depression, they're big big emotions that really, really don't feel good. When we, when we go through sadness, it's, it's, you know, we, there's something that usually happens that triggers it. And then, you know, go through anger. It's the same thing, something that triggers it. And these are also very big emotions, but it kind of, it kind of came to me that there's a reason for this energy. There's a reason why, and I don't mean like the thing that happened physically, but there's something that's going on in your body. And now it's a matter of what do I do to help myself overcome this when it happens? If you have ever felt anxiety, to me, if I were to ask you, if you're sitting in front of me and I would say, is this a fast emotion or a slow emotion? And you would say it was a fast emotion. And if I were to say or ask you, is depression a fast emotion or a slow emotion? You would say that it's a slow emotion. Okay. 
there are the the energy of emotions has movement because everything is energy and energy is always moving and it's in everything and it's all around us all the time 100 percent everywhere and if you think of the energy let's just talk about anxiety for a minute and i know that in a previous podcast i talked about overcoming anxiety and then a different podcast i talked about overcoming depression and i want to talk about it again because i think it's so vitally important because people reach for medication that numbs the senses it numbs the communication between the brain and the emotion, the nervous system, the feeling, the sensation. But you're not getting rid of it. You're numbing your sense to it. You are basically, it, this, is, this is exactly how the analogy that I see for medication. And if you are on medication, then I, I, I'm not saying to get off medication. Always seek your doctor's advice. You know, after my hysterectomy and being thrown into menopause and dealing with like this holy moly like, emotions and like I didn't know what was going on and my body was completely changing and I like felt literally you guys that I was like plopped up out of my my physical body that I was so used to my entire life and put into someone else's body that's what it felt like to me and I was dealing with these surges of anxiety like I was being heated from the inside out. And if you are dealing with menopause, you probably know exactly what I'm talking about. And the hot flashes are no big deal, but the anxiety was really hard. And so I was on some medications, but I am really against it. I am I am for it if I need it for short term. I've had surgeries, I've had different things where I've needed medication to deal with the pain and also after this surgery dealing with these sensations that were like really over the top while I could during the medication. Now this gives me a chance so I can adapt and I can find new tools and as soon as I could I got off that medication and I never went back. And so if you're on medication, that, that's, that's fine. I'm not saying that you should, because you're listening to me, you should get off medication. I don't want you to do that because I know that there are some medications that really are, are helping you to, with depression or helping you with anxiety. And I know that those are serious, serious medications that you should not just quit them. You should not just cut them out of your life because someone in a podcast said to. I'm not saying that. That is not my message here. But if there is, if you want to try to find a natural healing way, it is possible. And it is possible for me. So if it's possible for me, could it work for you? So when let's talk about anxiety. We talk about the movement of energy. Anxiety is a very fast energy. It's very, it's very fast. It feels like static that is just like, moving very quickly, like boiling molecules. And my analogy for medication, because it numbs the senses, back to my, my analogy, it's like I have, I'm standing in this room and there's a mess. Like there's just crap everywhere. There's just stuff everywhere. It's a mess. It looks disgusting. Medication, what it does is, when instead of looking at this mess, it just turns the light off to the room that has the mess in it. The mess is still there, but you can't see it. That's what medication is. It just takes the sensation, the communication of the sense of the emotional sensation, and it cuts that communication off between the emotional response of your nervous system and your brain. That's what it does in every case. Medication for pain, medication for emotionals, medication all the way across the board. That's what it does. It cuts the communication between your nervous system and your brain. 
So it's just like turning off the lights. And now I don't see the mess, but it didn't get rid of the mess. So those of you that take medication, let's say for a headache, you take a couple ibuprofen, you take a couple Tylenol, Advil, whatever it is that you take. I'm not a, I'm not an advocate for any one of them, but you take, you take the, um, you take a couple of aspirin and you, it appears that it got rid of your headache, but the, the symptom may be gone, but the reason for the headache is still there. Okay. The stress, the, the food you eat, the, 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 um, the way you do things, the, 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 the reason, the cause is still there. And when you look at anxiety and you were to take medication for it, the, the symptom, the cause for the anxiety is still there. And so when we talk about the energy of anxiety and how fast it is, I want to tell you a story. And it's since my surgery, I have been feeling more anxious. And I also notice that it starts to progress as the day progresses. So when I'm laying in bed and I'm just starting to wake up and I'm just feeling really good and I could be feeling happy or I could be thinking about my day or whatever, I feel pretty good though overall. Once I get up and I start moving around the house, I see things like I'm just, I'm just generally an organizer and a cleaner and a straightener and, and I just pick all the chores. I move from one end of the house to the other and I'm picking up clothes and I'm dusting that and I'm cleaning the this and I'm starting laundry and I'm feeding the dogs and I'm getting the kids ready and I'm making breakfast and I'm doing dishes all like all at once. Like as I'm moving through the house, I'm starting the water and I'm starting a cup of coffee and I'm walking the dogs and I'm, you know, I'm not walking the dogs through the house, but they're following me and I'm getting them their food and I'm putting toast down for Brandon and I'm, I'm putting bread down. I almost caught myself there. I'm putting bread down to make toast for Brandon anyway. And so, but as I move through the house, I basically, this is what I attribute to just like on our computer as I am opening tabs on the computer. By the time like 12 o'clock, one o'clock rolls around, I've got 97 tabs open on my computer right? Figuratively and sometimes literally as I'm working at home. And I start to notice that I start to become overwhelmed. I start to be, I'm looking at all of these different things and there's all these things going on. I'm staying in this room and there's 27 things that have to be done. And I've got, I've got my phone is ringing or my, my, my messenger is beeping and the dishes are ready and the laundry is done and, and the dogs are barking and I've got all this stuff happening, all of this energy around me. And this is my way of responding as I'm trying to accomplish all of these things at one time, high energy. And all of a sudden I can feel it in my body because my mind goes, there's all these things happening. There's so many things going on. And my body is like, Oh my God, what are we going to do? There's all these things that starts to respond. Remember, our thinking creates our emotional response, which create the physical sensation that manifests, right? That keeps continuing to manifest in my life. And so then I'm like, okay, wait, I recognize something. Anxiety is very high, fast moving energy. So what if I were to slow down? What if I were to not literally move at the pace that I move? Cause I am, you can tell how fast I am because of how fast I talk. What if I were to start talking slower? What if I were literally to start moving slower? So as I'm, you know, the kids are coming home from school and Amy's coming home and all of a sudden there's this download of the day and Cameron's trying to talk to me and Amy's trying to talk to me and I'm doing dishes and I'm trying to get dinner going and I've got dogs wheeling under my feet and everything's just happening around me, right? Like this whole cloud of chaos is happening around me. 
And all I start doing is, instead of trying to talk to everybody, I literally gather my molecules in one place energetically. And I start moving slower. I literally just focus on the bowl that I'm washing. I literally just focus on what Cameron is saying in this moment. I start moving slower. And guess what happens? My molecules come together in a slower form rather than shooting off like fireworks in all these different directions. And I just stand there and I'm like, look what I just did in a second because I made a logical decision to not feel that way, to not go there, to not let these molecules jump around like a bunch of blowing up fireworks in my brain. And I started to move slower and it started to fix the environment around me. Next thing I know, everyone else is kind of at peace and things are just kind of, then Cameron catches himself and he just kind of moves through the kitchen and he just goes and takes care of his stuff. And, and Amy comes across and she just kind of gives me a hug and good to see you. And she just kind of goes and it just kind of starts to sort itself out in a second. So what I'm asking you is if you feel this social anxiety, if it's like that, if it's like this in, it appears to be environmental, but we should know now that it is thought created, that I created it because I opened all of these tabs in my mind. I opened all these tabs on the computer and instead of me feeling like they were controlling me, I decided I was going to take a step back and I was going to move slower and I was going to talk slower and I was gonna bring all my molecules, all my energy back to in front of me that was a manageable bite size chunk. Now, I want you to practice this. I also, I'm going to, you know, there's part of me that wants to say I suffer from social anxiety, but I don't suffer from it. I choose that it's not something that I enjoy. I don't like parties. I don't like, I don't like to socialize. I'm not antisocial, but I kind of want to be antisocial. I, um, when I do talks, I get invited to their like marketing dinner and I have yet to go to one and I've been, I've been a speaker for 10 years and I just don't like it. I don't like small talk. I don't like, I like to be on stage. I like to talk. I like to talk to you guys. I like to be, you know, in, in, uh, in an environment like, like workshops and trainings and retreats and, um, you know, speeches on stages. So I love that. But when it comes to small talk or going to parties or let's meet for, you know, let you want to come and hang out? No. No, I don't. Do you want to come to this office picnic? No. Uh-uh. No. And because I suffer, I suffer. This is such a thing. I just, it's in my mind, but it makes me very anxious. So I don't want to go. Well, what if I were to go? What if you suffer from the same thing? And what if I were to go and I would just be slow down? Like I have to have some sort of an agenda like I'm going to watch the Super Bowl or I'm going to because it's somebody's birthday or we're going because of some other reason. But I can't just go for the sake of going because that's not enough for me. So when it comes to stuff like that, then what I do and what my suggestion might be to you if you do suffer from social anxiety or you say you suffer from social anxiety is that maybe you come up with some sort of an agenda. What I started to do uh, when I dated this, the girl before Amy and I dated her for 10 years, nine years. And um, we, her family is huge. And every single weekend there was something going on. Every single weekend we had to go to their, the family's house because somebody's birthday or somebody's dance recital or somebody's, I don't know what. 
and it was annoying to me. Um, and I hated going and I would rather stay home. But then that was always weird because the whole entire family is like, how come Jen's not here? And how come she's not coming over? And does she not like us? It's like, no, she likes you. She just, your small talk is annoying. So <laughs> I don't like small talk, right? So I, what I did in order, if I have to go, then what I did is I said, listen to myself, I am going to go and I'm going to get to know this said person. If that person's there, I'm going to spend time, not like, oh, like, oh my God, I'm going to spend time with with Shirley because she's there and I'm just going to like hog her space and her time. No, it, that wasn't it. But it gave me a focus. It gave me something to focus on, which then settled my anxiety about going. And if it's somebody's birthday, then now it's about that person. So I'm going to spend some time, just ask a couple questions and I'm going to try to get to know them and just try to deepen my relationship with them. And that helped, that helped, that happened to settle it down. Okay. Enough about anxiety. Now let's talk about depression. So anxiety has this fast moving energy and I wanted to do the opposite. So I slowed it down and it worked instantly. So depression would probably be the other, wouldn't it? So depression is a slow moving energy. And what I want to do now is I want to speed it up because depression makes you want to stay in bed forever. It makes you want to pull the blankets over your head and not get out. It makes you want to speed up time for to 20 years and you're just going to walk out of your house and the whole world's going to be different and whatever is the outside, the seemingly the outside thing that's going to cause you, that causes you the depression is going to be gone. And we all know that's not true, but we wish it. So after I had my gym and uh, I closed it four months later because I couldn't afford to be there. And I obviously had a lot to learn as far as running a business goes. And uh, I was very depressed. I was very, very depressed. I was very embarrassed, which I don't usually get embarrassed very easily. But I was embarrassed and I was, I was depressed. And I'm like, I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to, you know, keep or continuing or trying to figure out how to run the business. I felt really stupid. I, I, I took it as a learning experience. So I, I know a lot more now if I were to go back into business and try to get a physical space that I wouldn't go in unless I literally had the money in the bank to cover the expenses. But um, that depression was probably the worst. And I know you might be thinking like, what's a big deal? But this, this business that I had was going to be so successful. But unfortunately, I felt like I wasn't the right person to run it. I didn't feel smart enough. And it really, I kind of proved it to myself really. But what I did was manifest it. But anyway, um, depression, then since my surgery, as I've been experiencing these big drops in emotion and I come across this depression, I don't want to get out of bed or something happens, you know, like this news with Bob, you know, my relationship is still just kind of on pause. I'm not really sure what we're doing and what's happening. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back a couple of episodes and you'll hear the story. I literally think it's like two episodes back. Um, but anyway, my, my son, my oldest son, who I adopted as a teenager, uh, as a 17-year-old, he moved in when he was 15, almost 16, and then um, I adopted him at 17, and he's now 26, and we, I thought, we had this great relationship, and we had this weird falling out, and now we're not speaking to each other, and so that was obviously a little bit, um, felt very shocking and very depressing, and I realized that I can't stay in bed forever because it's not going to change anything, and so how do I overcome this? Like, 
the times where I'm feeling these big emotions, I then ask myself, what tools can I pull from? What can I do right now to overcome this emotion? And one of the biggest things that I've realized is that I do the opposite of what I feel. And if, if I want to overcome it. And so when I'm anxious and all oh, this energy is so fast and moving and it's overwhelming and it's chaos, is that what do I want to feel? Well, I want to feel it. To, I want it to be calm. Well, then I have to start calming and slowing things down. When a kid is bouncing off the walls, what do we say? Calm down. And what do we mean? We mean slow down and just kind of collect your body, right? And so I have to do that same thing and collect my thoughts. Well, in depression, when what I want to do is put my head under the blankets and never come out is I probably should go outside. I probably should expand my body, look up to the sky and, and, and move a little bit quicker. I might come down and work out. And if I don't feel like working out, I might just literally let's take the dogs outside. And most of the time when this happens, it doesn't matter if it's rainy or snowy or crappy or cold or whatever is get your stuff on and go outside, even if it's for three minutes and walk a lap in your backyard or take the dogs out real quick or go get the mail or do something and you just kind of feel better and don't go back into the cave don't go back under the blankets like stand up and expand your body because depression is a contractive uh is that the right word constrictive uh, contract, but it's it closes in like you want to get into this really small space. You want to climb into the closet with a blanket over your head and close the door. So what you need to do is expand your body. So stand really wide, maybe do some big yoga poses or really move your body and move the heavy energy out. Go for a walk, get out in the sunshine, lay in the grass and and open your eyes up to the sky. Do you know that a lot of times people who are depressed look down and did you and literally like their eyes point down. And did you know that when you look down, you're accessing your emotions and when you look up, you're accessing your intellect. Did you know that? And so that's how you one way you can tell if somebody's lying is when they look up, they're accessing their intellect to try to fabricate the story. When you when you tell a kid something that they've done wrong, they look down because it's they're accessing how they feel about. It. They feel shame, they might feel anger, they might feel frustrated, they might feel humbled by whatever you're telling them, but when they look down, they're they're accessing their emotions. When you are depressed, you also look down. So keep these things in mind. When you are going through these heavy emotions, when you're depressed, instead of looking down, look up, get out of your emotional state, look up and open your arms, open your chest up, spread your feet wide, stand up and stand back and get out, open the curtains, get outside, get some fresh air, go for a walk, go for a drive, roll the windows down and get that stinky, dirty, heavy energy out of your body. And one more thing about depression. Typically, when we are depressed, we are also self-absorbed. We are thinking about how we feel. So think of this. Think of somebody that you love, somebody or something that like a, a pet or a person that you love, 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 love with everything you've got. When you are depressed and you are under the covers with your head and hoping that you just are going to sink in and die, and then all of a sudden your, your phone chimes and it is either that person that is saying, oh my God, it's an emergency. I need you. 
or it's somebody calling you about your pet. Oh my God, they got out. I need your help rescuing your dog or your, your favorite cat, whatever. Or it's your daughter or your son or it's your mother or it's Aunt Betsy. It doesn't matter. Whoever that person or thing is, when you get that text or they're calling you and they say, I need you, would you not jump out of bed to go to them? So when you are depressed, I want you to open wide. I want you to get outside. And I want you to raise your head up. I want you to look up, extend your, your neck and look way up to the ceiling. And then the other is I want you to think of someone else. What can you do for somebody else? Is there a birthday coming up? Is there an anniversary? Is there something that you could go do for someone? Could you get in the car and go to the store and buy somebody a card? Just somebody that you're thinking of. I miss you. Um, happy anniversary. Happy birthday. I'm just thinking of you. And you're going to put it in the mail and you're going to send them a card. Or you're just going to go buy flowers for somebody. Or maybe you're going to go to somebody's house and you're going to plant flowers. Or you're going to send a pie to a new neighbor. Something that gets you out of you and into serving somebody else. And I want to, I want to, um, I want to read you something. This is a, I have not read this whole book, but this is, um, this is a, a book that's titled Coming to Our Senses, Healing Ourselves and the World Through Mindfulness. And the author is John Kabat-Zinn. And I just literally walked down here and I want to give you these two short prayers or they could be mantras or sayings, whatever you want, that go along with this depression, if you're feeling this, that you could say this, this little prayer that just kind of helps you get out of that and elevate yourself. And it goes like this. It's real short. There's two of them, but it's real short. So here's the first one. May all beings near and far be safe and protected and free from inner and outer harm. May all beings near and far be happy and contented. Uh, contented. May all beings near and far be healthy and whole to whatever degree possible. And may all beings near and far experience ease of well-being. Now, what, why would I say that if I was depressed? Because what am I doing? I am giving away something. I am giving energy to somebody else. I am getting out of my own emotional state and I am giving to someone else. So upstairs just now, Amy's home and there's... The boys are back at home doing remote school again, and it's quite chaotic. I have two young dogs. I have two boys, and everybody just kind of has their own micromanaging, you know, like, you know, Cameron, I always have to kick him out of his room off his computer during breaks because then he just spends all day long on his computer hunched over, you know, he's starting to look like hunchback of Notre Dame. And I'm like, okay, go outside, you know, take, take the dogs, go for a walk or, you know, go outside, go shoot baskets. You know, he hits like these half an hour breaks and he just spends them all over YouTube or something. I'm like, go, go outside. So I have to manage him. And then our middle son, Brandon has autism. And so every time he's, you know, he gets up and goes to the bathroom, I have to go behind him. And every time he comes over here and I have to remind him about his class and his schedule is really crazy. He does like a half an hour class and then he's got 45 minute break. And then he's got a half an hour class. And he's got a 45 minute break. And so it's just up and down and up and down and in and out. And then I've got 
two young dogs where our youngest, um, actually she's the oldest dog, but the smallest, 15 pound Chihuahua Rat Terrier mix. And she just hurt her back. And uh, six months ago, she had back surgery that was a pretty penny. And um, four years old, they just turned four years old. And um, so she's down and out right now and needs medication and she's hurting. And so now I'm managing that. And it's just a lot, right? And I have a business and I have to record my podcast. And, you know, so it's just a lot. And where was I going with all? Oh, so I'm upstairs. And next year we're moving Brandon to uh, up a level into a different classroom. Brandon's uh, the, the boy who has autism. And so we're moving him up. So we have a ton of meetings. Then tonight we had parent-teacher conferences via Zoom for, for Cameron. And it was just lots of conversation and lots of holy moly. So I have all this holy moly during the day. Amy comes home at night and then a bunch of holy moly at night with all these meetings and Zoom and whatever. And I'm sitting at the table and I'm like, oh, I just feel so anxious. Like I don't, like logically I don't feel anxious, but my body just feels like it's on speed. Like it just feels jittery and nervous and yucky and blah, blah, blah. And so then I'm like, okay, I'm going downstairs to record. I'm going downstairs to be with my peeps because somebody is listening to this. Now this may be somebody in the future, but somebody is listening to this recording right now. And it is my job. It is my purpose to go through my life and then to teach you and to be here for you because somebody is listening to this and it may be just exactly what you need to hear in this moment. And I want you to know I'm here for you. I'm standing here in my office or in my library. This is not the office. This is a library. Stand in the library and it's just really, it's just got a bunch of books down here, but it's just really cool. I've decorated it like a library. And I'm standing in here for you. And I'm, I want you, I want you to know that these emotions pass and not only do they pass, but there's ways to overcome them. You don't have to be somebody who lives with anxiety forever. You have it right now, but you don't have to have it. You can slow down. Literally, literally move your body slower. Talk slower. This is about chaos and overwhelm and that, that energy in your body. Breathe into it. Light some incense. Go outside and just be in the grass and be in nature and just look to the sky and watch the leaves and just slow down. And then in depression, it's the same thing. You don't have to be suffering from depression. Give to somebody else. Get outside, spread your wings, get out of your emotional state and up into your logical state, your intellect. Say this prayer and give to somebody else and you can overcome it. When you need help, we are over, the community is growing like we are growing. Ex I think the, this group has been open for six months, but literally in the last, I'm not kidding you guys, the last four weeks, we have like 200 active members in there right now. If you need support, if you need ideas, if you need some help, if you need, I mean, we have some stuff coming up that is, that is designed to help you to heal through these emotions and this physical pain that you might be going through. And it's called chakras for beginners. And I know that doesn't may not ring a bell. You might not have any idea what chakras are, but it's okay. We're going to be talking about meditation. We're going to be talking about manifesting. We're going to talk about chakras. But basically, 
The overall premise is healing and it's healing through these emotions. And the, the group and the community is so supportive and they're so active and it's so great. And I just want to serve you. And if you need a community to be a part of, that is the community to join. I have one more little prayer for you that I think could help if you're dealing with depression. May our planet and the whole universe be safe and protected and free from harm. May our planet and the whole universe be happy and contented. May our planet and the whole universe be healthy and whole. And may the planet and the whole universe experience ease of well-being. And that is my intention for you tonight. That if you listen to this entire podcast, then it is my intention that you experience happiness and you're protected from harm and you get to experience the ease of well-being. If you like this episode, please tell your friends and join our Facebook communities. Life Mastery Decoded is the personal development group where we get together to discuss episodes, content, and share our struggles and successes. If you are more focused on business, then this group will be your cup of tea, the Wealthy Woman Entrepreneur Networking Group. I created a true networking environment to share our business products, services, as well as talk about marketing and support one another. I look forward to hanging out with you.